Hello and welcome to Ordinary Lives Takeaways from a Pandemic, the podcast. And this is a podcast designed to explore changes people have made to their lives during the period of pandemic. The various changes they've made and the varying ways that um, those changes have affected their everyday lives. So I'm here with Marion, who I met at the end of last year on a course. Hi, Marion. Hello. Hi, Louise. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Good. So can you tell us what you've been doing during this time of pandemic? Well, um, the first two months of the pandemic, they were quite dry because of work, so it was zero work. Uh, so that was a bit strange um, but, and as you know everything happened so quickly mm-hmm. um, luckily um, I have a co-working space and uh, and they were going to to close it but you know a few people were using it and then they decided to to remain open and and it was on you know pretty empty so actually, while everybody I live with, you know, so it was suddenly working from home and mm-hmm. quite, quite claustrophobic, you know, because you shouldn't be going out and all that. So I was going to my studio and enjoying it quite a lot because there was nobody there. <laughs> so uh, in that respect, I was quite lucky. Um, so I managed to to do things, uh, you know, um, kind of revisit work, um, that I was due, you know, just kind of finding time to to do your own uh, personal work, and it's always difficult. So, um, so yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't too bad. So for the first two months, so a slow down in in terms of work and no money at all. But um, um, then it got it got better, I guess. At yeah, after after two three, just the kind of initial shock. Yes, well. definitely, yeah. definitely, and then also it's been you know um, help with the with the government that it has acted I think fairly quick. Um, so so yeah so I think I'm I not th- sure everyone would agree with that, but it's interesting that you say that. Yeah, well I think it's, it depends on the country. I think um, they are, yeah, it's all relative, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's it's relative. True. But yeah, it's interesting because on one aspect, you know, I think it acted well. I mean, yeah, it's definitely debatable because the self-employed people didn't get any money until July or June or something. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, different aspects. Yeah, different, and yeah. I guess where people are kind of on different tracks, that probably showed up quite a lot in terms of whether they had that support there or yeah, they didn't. yeah. I mean, it's been. Um, I mean, people that have been relying, I mean, I, I don't have kids, you know, and, and family, so, so that it, it releases a lot of the pressure, you know, mm-hmm. when you have a mortgage, you know, to pay and all of that, so maybe really, really stressful. Um, so in that respect, I didn't have the, 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 the financial stress, you know. I guess, you know, i always been freelance, so I'm so used to uh, you know the, the uncertainty, you know. <laughs> and working quite independently as well. Probably. Yeah. So you yeah. you know so you 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 accept that some months I'm good and some yeah. aren't, and that's it. You know. So I'm used to that uncertainty, I guess. But uh, yeah, for for people that are more you know 
uh, a nine to, nine to five, you know, job more regularly, more stable, everything. So it's definitely, I imagine, it has been really shocking. A bit of a different change compared yeah. with what you were dealing with. Is there yeah. any kind of specific project that you felt like you were able to best invest time in that you wouldn't necessarily have invested time in during this time? Or was it kind of work that you were getting on with anyway? Yeah, I think there was a project that um, I take it like almost like a funeral, you know. Um, so it's just me with the camera, very low key, and uh, and it's something I've been doing for years, but finding the time and the mindset, you know, mm -hmm. to, to do it. Um, so so yeah, so so that project it got to a you know, much higher stage, you know, of maturity, and so it was quite pleased. Yeah, that. that was probably quite rewarding, having yeah, that time in yeah, a way, yeah. and probably a different headspace as well to yeah. work on something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So in that respect, yeah, so trying to make the best of, you know, the circumstances somehow, you know, but uh, I, feel, I feel still lucky compared to other people that suffer much more and, and lost, you know, family members and yeah. things like that, you know, so it's very tragic and dramatic. I think that's true as well, and that came up in another interview that I did. There was such a difference in terms of um, a separation between people who might have been directly affected by it. And if you hadn't been directly affected by it, you might feel quite a distance from those figures that we see on the TV, the death yeah. rates and yeah. the number of cases. Yeah. Whereas if you'd been directly affected by it, you might kind of feel differently about Definitely. that Definitely. and interpret things quite differently. Definitely. Yeah. It's been, it's a, it's a worrying, I mean, my, my family, um, is in Spain mm -hmm. and um, you know it, it's been quite badly heated you know um, so uh, the worrying you know and I wrote an article that my sister actually sent me and it was about how because the 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 old people they were so vulnerable right and uh, and they have like a tighter rules you know I mean the lockdown in Spain has been really savage compared mm -hmm. to here and um and, and he was saying how all of a sudden you know so um uh, sons and daughters you know mature sons and daughters the way we we um talk to our parents because we worry so much about them mm -hmm. so and sometimes they, they're not fully aware because you know the kind of the news they they read or they see or whatever, and um, and how you know um, we we just almost like parenting them in terms of you know don't go out just be careful and do this and do that, you know so we so worry about about them in the same way that they used to worry you know. Um, about us, you know, when we were younger yeah. and, and more unconscious, you know, yeah. and all the dangers, you know, so all that, you know, that role almost changed, you know, so it was, I thought it was quite interesting. So has that felt harder for you, being further away from home? Um, yes and no. I'm used to be, yeah. you know, far from home, so it's not, in that respect, it hasn't changed much. I mean, I, I was due to, to see them normally, I go to see them in summer, which is this year, it's not going to happen, mm -hmm. you know, but apart from that, um, no, I think it's more the, the worrying that, you know, yeah. that they might not take the measures that, yeah. you know, my mum was saying, 
Oh, I just put a bit of um, how you say? It's like a, it's Hand like a, like a pair. No, it's <laughs> it's something that you know you put like a, to refresh yourself with a bit of perfume. But oh, so right, it, okay. it's a, has a high level of alcohol, but not like a hand sanitizer. Right, okay. Yeah. It's like cologne. Oh, so you, you didn't find it very reassuring when your mum was telling you that? Absolutely like, not. Sure that's gonna be yeah, like... oh yeah, a bit of, you know, just cologne and... <laughs> 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 you know? Oh no. So that's why I mean, you know, so okay. it's like, you're just parenting them and educate, yeah. trying to educate them. Do you so have siblings that are still back home? Or? Yeah, I have one, yeah, okay. older. So yeah, so it's the same, the same kind of worries, you know, because yeah. we know that they are taking things so lightly in certain ways, you know, yeah. certain aspects, you know, it's like, oh gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, I can definitely relate to that kind of worry and I think, yeah, there's a lot of people who've been feeling the same thing throughout this period, worrying for parents who are maybe older or vulnerable in some way. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it has been a worrying time in that respect. I feel like this maybe doesn't apply to you, but has there any been any any change that you've made through this period um, that you were kind of consciously doing and that you felt you had the time to do that you maybe wouldn't have done if you hadn't had that time? Or was it something that you reflected on because of the change in the environment or the atmosphere that you brought into your life? That's that's an interesting question. I'm not sure to be honest. Um, the thing is, there's a lot of time, you know, a lot for, to to reflect on how. I mean, it has shown a lot, you know, um, how our society, you know, it can be um, quite quite selfish, you know, in, in contrast to other countries, you know, salvation, and also. Um, and how we care about each other, you know, which is, uh, it, here it's been, it's quite shameful actually. Um, so just, I have to say, you know, personally, I, I'm not someone that is, is sees the hazard kind of, that I'm not very aware of the hazard in front of me, you know, so, um, so you mean the danger? If the danger. Kind of danger or risk, yeah. you're not very aware of it. Yeah, yeah, so quite not, not super cautious person in that mm -hmm. respect. I don't yeah. see the, the you know, um, it, it's, I think it's just ignorance, you know, but, um, but anyway, my partner is the opposite. So, um, and then, so I thought, yeah, maybe, you know, I should, I should really, you know, look after more for, for, for myself and for others because, you know, it, it, even if, you know, I felt fairly safe, you know, but I live with people that, that aren't under. I think it was hard to deal with that information gap as well. There was so much that we didn't know and there's still so much that we don't know. So yeah. everyone's kind of figuring out what's right for them, but being told to a certain extent as well and trying to navigate the whole situation. Yeah. How should we deal with this yeah. collectively and then individually as well? And yeah. I think the two can't be separated completely. Definitely. Um, you know, we're, we're walking the streets and potentially interacting with people or seeing people anyway on a daily basis. So you have to think about how you're relating to those people a lot yeah. more consciously when there is that yeah. risk there. Yeah. Um, and like I say, when you are seeing those stats and people are kind of getting sick or even dying. Yeah. yeah. 
but then at the same time, yeah, at an individual level, I guess you're kind of processing, thinking, what do I do? How is it best to handle this? Yeah. You're hearing, like you say, the perspective of your partner, maybe, or the perspective of people you live yeah. with, yeah. or colleagues, or whoever it is, close friends, and you think, okay, yes, there's that, but then there's this, and I think, you know, people were talking about, well, okay, yeah, wearing a mask is good, but then is it decreasing the number of people who are actually socially distancing, practicing socially dis- social distancing? Mm. And then does that increase the risk in a way, you know? Mm, mm. So I think, yeah, we've all kind of gone through that period of trying to figure out what is the best thing to do. Yeah, which is it's very hard because you put so much effort and very thorough in, you know, certain things and then all of a sudden you do something like, oh, like that ruin everything, all the effort, <laughs> all of a sudden. So it's quite hard to keep a, a good, you know, disciplining on everything you do you know yeah. even for yourself you know so um, so that's probably has been the the biggest kind of impact you know how you relate to 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 others in the environment you know the, trying to do the right thing you know an awareness of the risk not just for yourself but yeah, for absolutely, well. yeah absolutely absolutely um, is there any kind of lesson takeaway that you've had from this period or would that is that kind of does that come under that change that we've just mentioned do you feel like that was kind of a, a lesson that came from this period I think I, I don't know if it was the lesson that yeah lesson feels quite strong but yeah is that but probably a, 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 a confirmation or reaffirmation that that you can't really plan Things. Mm. You can't. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know? it's very true. Yeah, I think so. that was definitely part of what I took from this period. You know, I'd kind of gone into it with things that I was trying to do and achieve and plans and things like that. But it's true, no mm. one could have predicted the situation. Mm. I'm sure there's a lot of people that you know have had the same reflection. There's so much that's out of our control. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we can't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and feel feel at easy with that uncertainty. You know, I think is. Uh, what's the word? Uh, doesn't come to me now. Anyway. <laughs> Is there anything moving forwards that you'd like to hold on to from this period? Maybe something during that time when you had that extra time in the studio and you were quite enjoying having that extra time to yourself and enjoying the fact that you were able to kind of separate a little bit and work on those personal projects a bit more. Is there anything that you feel like you'd like to hold on to? I think the sense, the sense of um, being together and everybody being together in the same boat. So something that very rare you know, has happening at that kind of global, you know, scale. I thought, yeah, it was, you know, it'd be good that there's more sense, that, that feeling, you know. Um, Togetherness. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I think it, I mean, there's, I guess, two ways it can go, and it depends what you focus on as well. It can make you feel like we have come together more, or it can make you think, oh, we're separated, like you say, that, that aspect of people being a bit selfish and not really yeah, taking yeah, care yeah, of other people. Yeah, so I guess it kind yeah. of depends what you focus on, but I think you're right, yeah, it's something that we've experienced as a global population, mm. I guess, but 
that's something that a friend keeps has mentioned to me a couple of times. She keeps saying, oh, I have to remind myself that it's not just me that's going through this because sometimes I go outside and I'm like, what is going on? Mm. What is this strange feeling? Mm. Um, and now, because we have started to go back out again, it is a bit strange. We've had this period where we haven't been able to do that and haven't had that freedom. So even now doing it, having been through that experience where we weren't doing it, mm. it is just slightly bizarre. However you live, you know, whether you're someone who goes out a lot or whether you're someone who is a bit more um, introvert or prefers spending time independently or alone, I think. Mm. Either way, when you have that freedom taken away from you or whether something that a situation that starts to dictate your behaviour externally, um, it's a big change and it does make you kind of think and reflect on what's going on and yeah. you know, how we should be behaving or how people do behave. Yeah, I think it's been a bit of a, definitely up to, to being able to appreciate those simple things, you know, that of course we take them for granted, you know. Um, but it, it's been, I think, you know, lessons, you know, especially for the Western, you know, countries, you know, um, that I think probably is a bit of arrogance against, you know, um, you know, other, other continents even, so, um, um, so because yeah, to I a think certain extent we've had so much for so long, and then for something like this to happen, it, again, it puts that into perspective, I suppose. Yeah, definitely, know. definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, in terms of those simple things, can you give any examples of simple things that you've been appreciating more? Oh, I mean, it can be, you know, go out for a walk, you know, just um, exercise in the park without feeling you're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> um, you know, meeting meeting friends travel travel you know to countries and you know with no worries whatsoever do you were traveling quite a lot before this happened and um, not massively not massively but summer normally I, I would do a little bit a couple of times at least so um, yeah that's been yeah, I don't think it feels right for you know to do it. It's a part of me who wants to do it, but I think mm, sure. Yeah, again, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, is it right to do it? And it's one of those things that yeah. again you, we were taking for granted. Yeah, so quite I think readily it's, before. Yeah, it's a bit that, that conflicted. You know, I want to do it. You know, yeah, <laughs> I just say for break. You know, just it'd be good, it'd be good to, to go. You know, take out, get out. You know, for a week or so. Recharge, but um, yeah. Have but you I thought about a staycation? Everyone's talking about this? taking a trip in the UK rather than going abroad. Is that something that you'd like to do? Um, yeah, I thought I thought of it. I thought of it, but definitely, yeah, we go to Cornwall or Scotland probably. I haven't been to Scotland. Oh really? Oh, well, you should go. Yeah, definitely. I have a friend just moved there, so. Whereabouts in Scotland? Uh, Edinburgh. Oh, okay. I prefer the west coast, but... <laughs> I bet, I bet it's more beautiful, right? Yeah, I was living in Glasgow. So oh, did you? Yeah, it's really beautiful along there, and you can take a train up to Oban. Um, 
This has turned into a travel podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> and what are yes. <laughs> yeah, the West Coast is really stunning. Yeah, I think it's just a lot, a bit more wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Edinburgh, I suppose, is quite touristy as yeah, well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of Scots probably feel like Edinburgh is quite English. So right. it depends what you're looking for as well, I guess. Yeah. Well, it'd be good to see the, the landscape, definitely. Yeah, Scotland's beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah. So the last question, I am really interested to hear your answer to this one. It's what has been your favourite takeaway, meaning takeaway food during the pandemic? Has there been any takeaway food that you've been eating? Or if not, has there been any cooking that you've been doing or any dish that you've been eating that you've... Nothing? Your face is telling me nothing, but you must have eaten something. Um, I haven't... I used takeaway once, I think. So I normally don't use takeaways. We're going to pizza. Pizza. <laughs> Much more pizza, which is nothing, uh, you know, But are you, cooking, are you cooking at home? I do. I do cook a lot, but I keep it... So I eat quite fresh, but uh, I keep my cuisine very simple. So, you know, kind of steaming and, you know... Quite healthy. <laughs> that sounds quite healthy. Yeah, it is. It is quite healthy, actually. Do you cook Spanish food or...? Uh, yeah, honestly, my cooking is, is a bit boring, probably. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> sometimes, yes, yeah. I do really good lentils. Lentils, mm. okay. What do you do with them? Um, well, it depends on the kind of lentils, you know, um, but the ones that you need to soak. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, red lentils? Or? I think they're the big green ones. Oh, you use the green ones, okay. Um, and normally, if I have a bit of um, chorizo from Spain, I would put a little bit. Um, I'm not vegetarian. Um, uh, and then, you know, just fry some, some veggies, whatever is in the fridge, really. That so sounds quite innovative. Qu- quite? Innovative. It sounds quite is unique. It? Yeah, I don't think of lentils and chorizo. Normally, I mean, I'm, so I have a lentil kind of soup that I make. Um, yeah. But it's a curry soup, I guess, with potatoes and carrots I think the, and spices. The culture here with uh, soup, the way it's made, is completely, I guess, different to, to where I'm from. So, In what respect? Um, what to say? Normally here, soups, they tend to be thicker, mm-hmm. um, which in Spain not necessarily. Are, so sometimes are very liquidy mm-hmm. and then you just add a bit of pasta or you know um, so they can be more watery I mean the lentils I do they're not necessarily watery they're quite not nice that watery but um, yeah but I really enjoy lentils sometimes yeah, I like them as well. I was, I'm was, i just intrigued by this chorizo and lentils. Well, they go so like well. That, they go so well. I might not a fan of chorizo, to be honest, but I have to say, in cooking, it's just a bit of chorizo, sometimes it adds such a nice flavour, <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm not, I'm not that keen on that kind of pork, strong flavour, like panceta or that kind of bacon, sometimes me off. But yeah, a bit of chorizo, it's good. It's like your guilty pleasure from home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, normally I buy, you know, like a cure meat, you know, when I get, I go there. Oh, it lasts me for a few months, you know. 
But uh, I think it's fine of vegetarian is because of that. <laughs> Just the the cure of meat in the space of this flavour of home. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marianne. Pleasure. I hope that you enjoyed it and it wasn't too too stressful. I think it was nice. I think so too. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more difficult, but I think I thought it was quite quite relaxed and quite Yeah. So thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>